Greetings, welcome to another edition of Confessions of a Movie Critic. I am Spling. And in this episode we are talking about The Devil's Advocate. 25 years, that's how long it's been since the film was released. It stars Keanu Reeves, Charlize Theron and Al Pacino. And it follows the story of shooting star Kevin Lomax, a hotshot attorney who gets headhunted by a big international law firm in New York, where the shadowy founding partner wants much more than his inability to lose a case. He's on a winning streak. He gets approached by a guy in the bathroom during a court case where he's having an ethical dilemma representing a very evil man. And this is the situation of the devil's advocate. It really reminds me so much of films like Wall Street and The Firm. Wall Street because Gordon Gecko is this mentor to this young impressionable um, man who's a professional on, his, on the rise in the Wall Street arena. And the same happens here for Kevin Lomax, who is now becoming an attorney. And the firm, because there's, like with Tom Cruise being uh, also headhunted, there's a similar dynamic moving to another town, being under the sort of oppressive watchful eye of the new controlling interest. And the interesting thing with The Devil's Advocate is that it seems like it's all about the standoff between uh, the devil in disguise, played by Al Pacino in a really strong performance. Um, there's a sort of dark kind of comic edge to what he's doing, but it's still really entertaining, um, which is kind of like a... a indicative of the entire film, really. But with the firm, you know, things changing and uh, the pressure on a relationship, a marriage, a new marriage, where, um, like a timeless theme where, you know, career and marriage and relationship, what is the right balance? And the more that the firm demands that Kevin uh, does his everything to basically be married to the job rather, the more his relationship crumbles. And I felt that that was really quite well um, used as a theme for this film. And Charlize Theron, you know, one of her first performances, uh, is sort of not quite getting a full handle on the Southern accent. Can't remember actually seeing her doing a Southern accent again since then. But uh, really just showing um, just what she's made of and uh, an excellent showcase for her range as she plays a woman who sort of is finding life to be quite maddening in New York after coming from a very small town and, uh, you know, finding that she's lost her village in the process and uh, just struggling under the weight of the pressure of being um, cast into this new situation and not having her best friend and lover to sort of be there for her. And Kevin Lomax, played by Keanu Reeves, is, uh, you know, he's, he's, this is a typical Keanu Reeves performance. And he's just sort of, um, it's a real setup for the film Constantine, where he plays John Constantine, you know, battling with demons and all that kind of thing. And uh, he's kind of like a blank slate in a way. He's really passionate in the way he expresses himself, but it just feels like a not quite vacuous, but um, a great platform for the audience to sort of use that, that role as a foothold to sort of uh, live vicariously through him. And uh, he does a great job. He kind of gets outplayed by Keanu, um, 
and gets outplayed by Charlize and a lot of the scenes that they share, uh, just in terms of her presence and being in the room, uh, as opposed to his more fleeting kind of performances. But he's still very entertaining, and it's wonderful to see him sparring with Al Pacino, and uh, just seeing that whole dynamic unfold in this epic fight club level uh, grand finale with this really funny sort of cheesy um, car salesman breaking the fourth wall line to sort of close things before the Rolling Stones painted black just opens up. And I felt that that was quite interesting because obviously that, that theme has been used for Platoon uh, with Oliver Stone's film and was quite indelibly linked to that. So, yeah, it's 25 years later, and each of these actors have really sort of changed over that time. Al Pacino probably be the least, but uh, Keanu now, you know, The Matrix and all of uh, that that followed has really changed his, his uh, whole vibe. And now he's had a rena renaissance on top of that with John Wick. So he really has come a long way since that performance. But, you know, he's not unrecognizable in the process. Charlize, obviously having uh, now won an Oscar, been nominated for several Oscars and really proved herself and kind of toughened up. She's really quite uh, soft in a way in this performance. And you can sort of see young Charlize, still very impressionable, hasn't uh, maybe had um, the choice of roles she would have liked. And you can see now that she's really taken such firm control of her career and uh, is much more selective about her performances. But this film is very entertaining. It's kind of, there's a little bit of a cheese factor at play. Um, as I said, it's kind of like Wall Street and The Firm, but with a fantasy edge and quite a bit of horror. And that fresh skin keeps it very interesting. And the CGI has not aged very well. It's possible. Uh, and I just found it quite enjoyable having watched it for the first time now. And uh, it's, you know, the stylistic elements, this mystery that's slow burning and uh, you kind of know what's coming, but there are some really nice big twists to power at home. And then this weird undercurrent of sleaze uh, with the constant temptation and, you know, there aren't really any surprises there as uh, Al Pacino's character, John Milton, is battling for the promising young lawyer's soul. So it really is also quite interesting that it's taking place in the legal uh, industry with you know the whole idea of lawyers and liars and the joke that goes there with the idea of defense attorneys and ethics uh, sort of bubbling under and being willing to trust your client with the truth and you know all of that sort of hinges quite nicely. Um, Keanu Reeves actually picked up another performance with The Whole Truth which was a uh, similarly poised kind of legal courtroom drama, crime drama while uh, Keanu was really good for this film and, you know, he had been doing stuff like Point Break and Much Ado About Nothing, the Kenneth Branagh film, and then, of course, Speed. So he was really on the upward um, trajectory with this performance. And uh, it's quite interesting to see him doing that because, you know, he has come such a long way since then. And I kind of think that uh, Matthew McConaughey might have been a better choice at that time. I think he was still regarded as a romantic lead and wasn't really doing that much in the way of drama, but I think he had done A Time to Kill, I can't remember quite when that was released. But it's interesting to note that, you know, he's obviously Southern Accent certified, and uh, I feel like it may have done the role uh, better service if he had been cast as Kevin Lomax. 
Uh, it would be interesting to see how that dynamic would have changed things. Obviously, Charlize and Keanu were in another film called Sweet November, and their chemistry is pretty good here, even though they both aren't like <laughs> the best when it comes to their sort of sketchy southern drawls. Uh, and then there's a funny sort of Dharma and Greg type dynamic. And I think that was also 97 when Dharma and Greg was about. So it's interesting to kind of think about which one, the chicken or the egg, you know, in terms of um, that show influencing the film or the film influencing the show. So, yeah, it's just a, a really quite a, uh, an interesting bit of pop culture. And uh, Al Pacino, you know, obviously his most memorable turns were in Serpico, The Godfather, Dog Day Afternoon, and here sort of doing another crime drama type epic. Um, it's quite funny to think that Martin Scorsese only actually started working with Al Pacino in Irishman, which was like about two years ago. So a luminary of the crime genre and, uh, you know, obviously Tony Montana is really coming through from the Scarface role in this film. Uh, you know, the sort of crazy drug riddled inferno type thing with this blaze of glory coming into it. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting film to watch 25 years later. It's quite hard to believe that it has been a quarter of a century since it was released. And wonderful to know that each of those uh, actors is still firing on all cylinders and uh, sort of doing some of their best work at this point. Thanks for listening. It's been great chatting about The Devil's Advocate 25 years later. Tune in for another episode of Confessions of a Movie Critic, and I will chat to you then.